हरे हरे ओ हरे हरे ओ हरे हरे ओ हरे हरे ओम जय नारायण परिपूर्ण कारण ओ हरि हरि ओम जय नारायण परिपूर्ण कारण ओ जय जय शंख सुचक्र गदाबुज पीतांबर धर वो जय जय शंख सुचक्र गदाबुज पीतांबर धर वो हरि हरि ओ हरि हरि ओ हरि हरि ओ श्रीधर श्रीकर श्रीवत्सांकित शित जन वत्सल वो श्रीधर श्रीकर श्रीवत्सांकित शित जन वत्सल वो श्री मधुसूदन श्री मधुरानन त्रिभुवन पालन वो श्री मधुसूदन श्री मधुरानन त्रिभुवन पालन वो हरि हरि वो हरि हरि वो हरि हरि वो तरन भंजन मद जन भंजन सचिन्मय हरि ओ नतजन रंजन मद जन भंजन सचिन्मय हरि ओ श्री मधुसूदन श्री मधुरानन त्रिभुवन पालन वो श्री मधुसूदन श्री मधुरानन त्रिभुवन पालन वो हरि हरि ओम जय नारायण परिपूर्ण कारण वो जय जय शंख सुचक्र गदाबुज पीतांबर धर वो हरि हरि ओ 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 हरिहरि यू हेव टू ऑल्सो be little turn it towards me otherwise i have to have the range like this to move shri krishna oh 
सहनावतु सहनौ भुनक्तु सह वीर्यंकवाहैस्वीनावधीतमस्तु मिद्विषावै ओ शातिशाशाति गुरुर्ब्रह्मा गुरुर्विष्णु गुरुर्देव महेश्वर गुरुरेव परम ब्रह्मा श्रीगुरव नम तस्म श्रीगुरव नम ओम्याणश्चक्षु श्रोत्रमथो बलमींद्रिया चर्वा ब्रह्म निराकुरो अनिराकरणमस्तु अनिराकरणमेस्तु तदात्मनिरते य उपनिषत्सु धर्मा ते मयि सन्तु ते मयि सन्तु ओं शातिशाशाते can you reduce the volume a little bit there is a resound it's on wireless too thank you <clears throat> happy thanksgiving to all of you this was the closest sunday to that thanksgiving so happy thanksgiving and it started in houston chick which we quickly adapted was to make the thanksgiving a chicks giving that we all get together and celebrate that thankfulness though i personally believe that <clears throat> every day that i wake up i have absolutely no guarantee that i will wake up as one poet put it very elegantly nishwase natu mama vishwasah the air nishwasa is the air that we breathe out guarantee is that that air will come back 
while going it will say i see you for the last time there's no guarantee that we have a tomorrow but when we wake up starting from that moment every experience that we go through many don't understand what we are going through they refuse reject revolt because it is not to my liking but every single experience that comes onto us is coming only from the standpoint of strengthening me guiding me to become a better individual nothing less than that so every person every thing every environment that is provided unto me though i may brand it as good bad ugly indifferent various categories that i put it under every single one of such experiences however bad however good that i am to be thankful for and the best <clears throat> example that i see is of again prahlada i draw so much of inspiration from these three kids nachiketa and dhruva and amazing kids they were hardly 6 7 years old and in 3 months time they achieved that which many of us take lives after lives to achieve talk about accomplishing talk about being a prodigy they are true prodigies suffocated his life right since he was about 4 and 1/2 5 years old up until his father had to meet his fate in the form of lord narasimha and lord takes him close puts him on his lap and here it's it's a very amazing thing that it is the lord who is talking to this prahlada he's saying bhovatsa kshantavya kshanardham me kshana ardham like it is like half a moment i was delayed in coming to rescue you but for that the lord himself he says forgive my delay ask something because every avatar that i take i have to give you a boon to that devotee for whose sake i have taken the avatar i have to give a boon ask for a boon so sitting in your lap what else can i ask for i i, I don't need anything says, no i insist says the lord and he says but still i can't come to think of anything that i can ask i'm i'm i feel very fulfilled i think hard so this little kid sincerely thinks he says if at all because oh lord you are insisting that i should ask if at all i can ask of you something of complete forgiveness and pardon on behalf of my father not because of what he has done unto me but because of what he has spoken wrong about you for that may you forgive him what about his tortures to you asked the lord it's a very sweet dialogue 
and it's a very on his behalf the lord is ugra he is very uh, terrifying form that he has taken and both of them having this dialogue it, it's a very you know it's two sides of the uh, pole balance because oh lord i don't consider that as torture even that traumatic experience that my father has put through put me through i don't consider it as a bad experience if i had not gone through that intense experience probably my devotion unto you would not have been this intense and if that intensity was leading to this point where i have the opportunity the sacredness of sitting in your lap all that torture was worth it therefore i don't look at it as a traumatic or torture so every experience that we go through there is so much that we have to be thankful about so every day every moment to unto every single individual single environment that we come across there is so much that we have to be thankful about because this you know the mindset that we have grown into is we have learned to be on a very defensive cutting us sorry figure instead i would love to see that society wherein we evolve to say thank you to everything rather than sorry it's quite a paradigm shift to reach there that is when truly our lives are touched with the thankfulness that in itself will remove all animosity from every individual so let's celebrate not just today not just this weekend but every moment with that thankfulness in every form that we interact with with that having said <clears throat> let's get to the story that is unfolding here what is the story the devas had a battle and it was quite a, a significant battle wherein they were almost on the verge of losing it but with the sudden help of that almighty they won when everything is going wrong we also say it is the first concept first thing to be forgotten so were these devas they were bragging about what these different parts of the war that they were involved in how they were the crucial most in making this victory a possibility so that brahman thought let me give them a piece of 
his mind and he does that in a very unique way he comes stands in that party aloof and starts looking at them without a smile with a very gambhira face with a very how do i translate gambhira very serious face so they all observe and when somebody is looking at you without a smile and uh, you feel little awkward i have tried it don't try it so i go i have tried it in different environments where nobody knew me and i pick my experiment of the day in hindi they call them bakra and i pick because i should be able to handle that individual if something were to go south and then with a complete poker face straight face keep staring at them first they will look at you and then like and then look around are they looking at me or someone else then they again look at you and then they say is is my face looking funny or am i wearing something funny why is he giving me that look and then when everything you decide if you are the one being watched decide that everything is okay then you come to a point wherein you become challenging kya dekh raha hai ha are you looking at so these devas also tried and they were like weirded out that there is this sharp looking guy firstly select agni must have been the youngest energetic one eager to serve eager to be selected said ha go find who that fellow is and by the time he reaches there instead of he asking this new person who has crashed their party who are you he gets interrogated who the heck are you i was like um, uh, but the prof calmness with which little and then he meekly says you know i i am the famous agni jataveda acha you are famous i didn't know you what are you famous for i can burn anything i can burn the entire earth acha and he pulls out a straw of grass puts it on the platform there and he says try burning it well if that's what you claim chal dikha and he puts his like you know i am imagining that you know there was a flame that went across and did nothing and sarvam dadu he gave his entire effort into it still nothing happened to that blade of grass and i am assuming like in a, a typical movie style bas bahut kar liya acha get out i feel very belittled and he comes back in shame then the next person i said what you couldn't let me go try it so that is the mantra seventh mantra please repeat after me 
अथ वायतानी सो दे ऑल लुक एट वायु लॉर्ड वायु मिस्टर वायु नाउ इट इज युअर टर्न आई बिलीव गो फाइंड आउट हु एक्साक्टली इज दिस यक्ष and then why you said tathaiti as you say so so the, he now you can imagine with all his you know, pride and strength and valor shown in his walk you know how they played tennis and other games where they are on a winning streak the way they walk on the court the way they move from uh, their chair into the court there is a air about it and the one who is losing you see their shoulders are sulking and their chest is inwardly and they are very doubtful they're constantly looking at their strings and you know they're very fidgety this fellow is like with all the air of his pride his strength khatam kon hai so he is walking in so imagine that he is taking that stride to this yaksha again this yaksha unfinching like you know he looks at him down upside down as is the next mantra tadabhyadravata tamabhyavadata kositi vayurva ahamasmiti in अहमस्मीति यू कहाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश्वाश
All this that you see, yeah, I can see that. What can you do? This is, I can blow them away, or I can shred it into pieces. Have you ever been near a tornado? Ever? We live in a tornado belt. Have you ever seen a tornado close by? My advice. Don't ever get close. Once I was driving from here to Fort Worth, long time ago, and our president Ashokji, he casually called me. He was calling me to warn. You know, there is a tornado warning. It seems to be a really big one. Don't go towards your know, Fort Worth Yagnya today. Cancel it. And where was I? I was already on 35, almost approaching downtown Fort Worth. I said, why? What happened? Said, it's raining crazy and there's a, it's not just a thunderstorm, there is a tornado warning. There are about five, six tornadoes touching down and Fort Worth is the uh, touchdown point that they are expecting. And that's when I realized that from distance, I could see something really like, you know, heavy. Hovering around. tornado <laughs> And for his uh, you know, moment of scare, I said, I can see it. Turn around, he said. And by then, you know, people were all exiting. I was like, it was such a empty freeway. I'll you know, zoom past this. I said, don't you think about zooming past it? Take some shelter, go into some big mall or a shop and take shelter there. So, my good fortune that I turned around, took a U-turn, you know, overbridge, U-turn and there was a some target or something. Just as you cross Euless Bedford, you see this. So, one of those I got in. And in about 10 minutes, just about 10 minutes, there was this roaring sound. And the reason I say my lucky stars is if I had just taken an exit and taken a shop somewhere there, it was that very shops that were completely devastated. There was a Walmart that got ripped right in the middle. You know, the roofs, big roofs. And when I say big roof, it is not like a, a tiny thatched roof. I'm talking of a Texan sized giant uh, lifted up and thrown across somewhere. Wind can be quite, quite powerful. And he's saying that Sarvam Adadiyam. I can rip apart anything, blow anything into pieces. Anything on the earth, it's a piece of cake. So this Yaksha looked at him again. All that is fine. 
try your might and strength on this your agni came in your body and he was no good he could do nothing to this so he says here he challenges he says tasmai trinam nidadau ಶಾಕಾ ತದುಪ್ರೇಯ Upaprayaya, having approached close to that, I'm again imagining here. So the first effort, nothing moved. Sarvajavena, with all his strength, tried blowing that blade of grass. And nothing happened. Nothing moved. and he was like you know trying to bus bus chal at all with his eyes this yaksha must have looked at looked down upon this vayu as well so not able to ask further because he couldn't prove his worth came hung his head and returned back i cannot find who this yaksha is now everybody looked at you know apunse nahi hone wala hai sab looked looked up to indra and, and they said uh, i don't think we can uh, do anything you know in vayu tried agni tried both of them failed i think it is now up to you that adhen atha indram abruvan ಮಘವನ್ಯಕ್ಷ್ರವತ ತಸ್ಮತಿರೋಧೇ ಸೊ ಎವ್ರಿಬಡಿ ಲುಕ್ಡ್ ಅಪ್ ಟು ಇಂದ್ರ ಇಂದ್ರ ಇಸ್ ದಿ king of gods they said maghavan oh god of gods oh king of gods etad vijani he only you can go and find out who this yaksha is and indra said okay i will and he also puffed up his chest and started walking as he reached to this yaksha the yaksha looked upon him looked down upon him up and down and said another fellow and he must have you know waved his hand and tirodhade he completely 
vanished from the thin air without even giving him an appointment. Imagine the earlier two, they were at least spoken to. It's not like you know, you're not even worth spending time to talk to. And he just vanished. What happened there? While this happened, <clears throat> this Indra, being the sharpest one among all these devas, he started thinking in the right direction, thinking something spectacular happened. What happened? Tasmin eva akashe Striya majagama Bahushobhamanam Pumam haimavatim Tam hova Part where that yaksha vanished without a trace. Right there, right at that spot, there was this divine lady that appeared. Striyam Ajagama. She appeared. How was she? Bahushobhamanam. Bahushobhamanam. She was looking very, very divine. Very powerful. Extremely charming. And who was she? Uma Haimavati. Uma Haimavati, that goddess Parvatiji, who is also known as Uma. Anybody with the name Uma? One of the funniest definitions that I have heard of Uma is that she heard of Lord Shiva and his attributes. And she was so, uh, you know, her mind was so attracted to that aspect of Shiva she said, I will do whatever it takes to reach, achieve that Shiva. And she did severe penance. Such was the severe welfare around her, you know, warn her, you know, like in a typical Indian language, if somebody looks at you and says, hmm. What does that mean? It is disapproving. And then immediately, ma. Ma means don't. So that became a nickname for her. Parvatiji's nickname is Uma. Isn't that a funny story? Mm, ma. Don't. That Uma Parvati. That Devi, Bahushobhamanam, 
very beautiful, very divine looking, appeared right there. And this Indra, who was very intensely thinking, what is happening here? Let me step back, think. Somebody who just crashed this party, he was looking, uh, when his presence was very powerful. And then the two people go talk to him. You know, he tests them, they fail. Now I go to talk to him, he doesn't even give me an appointment. Who could it be? Who came down to test me? Who came down to test us all as a group? What is happening here? Then as soon as this Uma Hemavati appeared, he directs that question sincerely towards her. Oh mother, who was that Yaksha that appeared right at that spot where you are appearing right now? Who could he have, who could he have been? Because he recognized who she was. That she was Uma Parvati. Now let us tie it down to a, a better understanding that can provide some room of scope for our understanding to evolve into. One of the meanings of the word Deva is Dyotanat Deva. Dyotanat, that because of who? There is illumination. That because of who there is illumination. Can you all see me? Not a trick question, a simple question. Can you all see me? Thank you. I can also see all of you. Sometimes some of you are <laughs> yawning and some are like, where is this story going? Story is okay, but where is it going? Speculatively listening. Some are really interested. Oh, this is a good story. Never heard this story. And no Amar Chitrakatha ever covered this story. <laughs> this is a good discovery. Amused by the story. I can also see. This mutual seeing can happen because Dyotanath Deva. <laughs> which is shining this hall, wherein it makes it a easy, it makes it a possibility for me to see you and for you to see me. So from that technical definition, all these light illumining bulbs and tube lights, what can we call them? Deva, right? Because they are illumining, that is the definition, Dyotanath Deva. And if you remember our Tattva Bodha class, Wherein every organ of perception, action and internal organs are invoked through the presence of a certain divinity. Whenever we chant say Rudram or Vishnu Sahasranamam or Lalita Sahasranamam, there is a certain portion which is chanted before the actual mantra. Like if it is in Rudram, Athatmanagam Shivatmanagam Shri Rudra Rupam Dhyayet. And then what do you do? You do Hridayanyasa, Anganyasa, Karanyasa. What are you doing in Nyasa? Means to be able to invoke that divinity and firmly root them in that organ of perception or action. 
so we can see because the eyes are blessed by the presence of surya and chandra the ears can be the ears are invoked through the presence of the dig devatas the nostrils can smell because of the presence of the ashwini kumara the tongue is invoked in the presence of lord agni of all these instruments put together our mind our intellect antakarana that is the most powerful tool that we have if we don't use it then we are recognized as a tool somebody is not being sincere or not being you know applying themselves well then we are we will be ridiculed because that powerful tool that we have is blessed by the presence of indra the most powerful one it is by the command of our intellect that the mind interfaces through the organs of perception action into the world outside so there are all these organs of perception action and there is their boss indra and this indra is residing in the intellect do you remember tatpoda sort of kind of can i take a quick test really <laughs> not right now <laughs> so you should have memorized those things Samiji, what are you talking about? The whole book? Jeez, give us a break. Every human effort has constantly been to find that divinity, finding which I am assured of. bliss and peace i'm just trying to i'm not trivializing it but i'm trying to bring it to a point wherein we can appreciate what is being talked about <coughs> as my questioning has always been is there anyone here who does not want happiness and peace peace and happiness i promise you the rest of us will provide it to you in plenty is there anybody who does not want peace and joy at least in my 23 years of experience i have yet to come across a person who would say swami ji you know invoke some blessings on my behalf pray for me the next project that i am taking is to be 100% totally miserable you don't need to put an effort to be miserable we are effortlessly there already if at all we are planning every single action to find a certain amount of peace and that joy whether we are spiritual or not whether we are religious or not 
whether you are someone who understands the Upanishad or not. Intrinsically, we all are aiming for that peace and joy. And what does this story say? It shows that effort. Where do we want to find that joy? Where do we want or through what do we want that joy and happiness to be an experience? Through various interactions of these devas invoked through our organs of perception action in the field outside that it can provide a certain sense of joy and happiness. And their failure, what is it? How much ever we may try to find that joy and happiness outside, we constantly will disappoint ourselves because that joy, that happiness cannot be found out there. We almost reach that it is there, I am going to catch it, I am going to grab it, I almost caught it. But it is like the sand slipping through your hand. That you almost get it, but you lose it. You thought getting into certain environment that you have been constantly passionate about. I wanted to be a lawyer, I wanted to be a businessman, I wanted to be a doctor, I wanted to be, you know, especially the brown community. Nothing other than this is ever called an education. Whatever your passions that you are conditioned for, you found it, you really slogged through, got in. That is when you realize that the actual battle now begins. Getting in, I thought was the hardest part. After getting in is when actual hardness is perceived. How many times while going through it, you don't, you come across the thought, what am I even doing with my life? Is this what I really want to be in? Really? Have you questioned yourself? Yes, no? Give me a nod. If you think that nod is being observed by others, at least move your eyelashes. I can, I, I, I'm quite perceptive. I, I'll get it. Man, this sucks. I got in here with such, in, such enthusiasm. Give about these things. Uh, okay, I'll dedicate my life to Chinmaya mission or some seva. That's the nobler than the noblest. Because from outside it is so inspiring. There's so much that can be done. And you come inside. And you have to deal with different mindsets. Each one horrible than the other one. There's so much of... I can't tell you how much. So much of negativities. And then people are very deceptive in their conclusions. And there's so many that air their opinion. Swamiji, I thought this is a spiritual institution. Actually. There's no fun being here. I thought this was uh, something different. You thought wrong. 
because those who are a part of that which you think as a, a great opportunity to serve are not directly from heaven they are as good as you or as bad as you am i getting across so you go through a first phase of first is the inspiration then you go through a phase of disenchantment yucks this this really is a stinking place the stench is unbearable i'm better off not being spiritual than being spiritual i quit and these are quite natural that we go through these emotions but what we fail to recognize is we are still even in the name of spirituality trying to use the same old methods which we have not found anywhere else and we are so you know conditioned to look at that same situation with the old conditioning refusing to move forward evolve from that method why because i have not not known anything better i have not known anything subtler than what i have been seeing all my life and to drop that which i am confident which i have been applying all through my life suddenly and to take a complete u turn it takes quite a courage and that's why mundaka upanishad shruti says very beautifully i am supreme divine cannot be the field of somebody who is you know weakling could not tolerate the outside world and pressure could not manage to find some balance in the job and work could not you know they buckled down under the pressure where they were supposed to learn and funnily there are people that come to me and they say swami ji you know this is my older kid it has happened in multiple various formats but this format is the funniest one so this this amma the mother is introducing her son he speaks in english hat put baat kar leta hai but he has attempted at 12th grade getting across the high school six seven times and he has not been successful we tried pitch he has tried a couple of places so we finally decided we finally thought if not anything else at least he could become a brahmachari in chinmay mission what teri in asking me a request you are actually dissing me right there usually i don't take things personally but that statement i hell will take it personally how dare you assume that those who have already been in the spiritual path are such failures if you have failed in the outside world you cannot be successful in the spiritual world if those simple pressures of life you could not have handled to come into the spiritual field 
घास भी नहीं उखाड़ पाएगा लिटरली एग्जाम्पल देर वॉज द ब्लेड ऑफ ग्रास इवन दैट के नॉट बी मूव वेन आई वॉज डूइंग वेदांत कोर्स देर वॉज दिस पर्सन दैट केम इन एक्चुअली कपल ऑफ देम एंड देर आइडिया वॉज आश्रम मीन्स दैट प्लेस वेर यू कुड चिल रिलैक्स their interpretation of ashrama is that where there is no shrama shrama is effort everything will be provided and you eat sleep and enjoy and you join the vedanta course baba re baba morning 4 o'clock that ghanti still is 4 o'clock right ha 4 o'clock and those of you who have done the yap course what time was the bell Five o'clock, and we give the bell to ring right in your ears. From five four o'clock and ends at ten thirty, back to back to back, and so much of information overload constantly. And he's been like, I thought I could come here, chill, relax, eat, sleep. What is this back to back? this is not spirituality this is how you have defined your conditioned spirituality and within two months we call that as falling of the wickets i mean cricket ek ke baad ek cricket wicket girte jayenge because if you have not had the capacity to face life if you have not chewed it enough you cannot chew anything in the spiritual world that is what indra is here what was his first experience utter sheer failure that even he could not even approach that divine to even ask a question or be even asked by that divine he just vanished to recognize what is the first step being humble and this humility can get shattered in multiple ways and the worst thing about humility is the moment you claim it you have lost it oh i am humble there goes thak your humility gone you know why do the children look so you know pleasing that they are innocent and they don't claim to be innocent is about the humility as well indra saw the first failure should i give up he stood his ground he started reevaluating his standpoint where did we go wrong Con- contextualize this in our lives one particular example which is very close to my heart 
there's this busy businessman that comes to meet Bhagwan Ramana Maharshi ji. And uh, he comes straight. There are people, you know, in front of Bhagwan, and he pushes them all. Bhagwan, I've taken time off of my busy schedule. I'm a very busy businessman back in Chennai. I've taken time off. Whole day I'll spend with you. I have an evening train to catch. Quickly teach me spirituality. Fatafat. Now. So Bhagavan looks at him and says, that's not how spirituality is dealt with. I may be prepared to say it, you are not prepared to learn. What do you mean? Uh, what do you mean? I am not ready. Do you know how accomplished I am? Pata hai kaun? Where you are, man. I don't see that readiness in you. Imagine if that is not the priority. You already booked your evening back journey. Where is your priority? Not to learn, to get back. Try me. I have tried so many things. This shouldn't be that difficult. If you are sharp enough in teaching, I'm sharp enough to learn. So Bhagwan lifts his hand. Ramana Maharshi ji lifts his hand and starts moving his finger. And this fellow says, what are you pointing at? Where? And he turns around where the hand, where the finger would have been pointing at and looks at it. And then again looks at Bhagavan and then says, What are you pointing at? I can't see anything. So Bhagavan says, Did I not tell you that you are not ready for it? And then this fellow says, Very innocently. Now this is cheating. You point at something and you say, That is, you know, God. I can't even see. Point at something that which I can grasp. If I cut my finger and throw it on the floor, do you think that will move? So no, it will not. You are focusing on that which is being pointed. I am trying to bring your attention to that because of which this finger is moving. That because of which the eyes are functioning in their field. How blessed are we? Have you ever had some soap drop into your eye while you are washing your face? Next five minutes, how was your vision? Could you see clearly? Seeing when that functional eye is blessed with that divine, connected with the divine, allowing that eyes to see. We hear because the unfortunate thing is that the ears are open.
Imagine eyes have flaps. If the ears also had some flaps, we would have been sitting through satsang. The satsang, the first prayer would have been, Bhayalo, please open your ears. Aista, aista, aram se. Unfortunately, we don't have such flaps and the sound goes in. So we hear, but we don't listen. That because of which the hearing happens, that because of which that which is heard can be grasped as something tangible. Though I'm taking this example, I'm not trying to be insensitive to that environment. But as I said, I have weird imagination. There's a dead body. All the family is around, crying. You have gone. Tu chhod ke chala gaya. Ab mera kya hoga? Hi, mera kya hoga? Everybody crying. Do you think the dead body there you're all like clogging and it's suffocating here. Imagine if the dead body were to say that to you. You would be freaked out running in all directions. Or suddenly, I've been lying down here. Get some pillow. It's too hard sleeping here. Or no, I've been lying here. I've been hungry. So chai pakoda Get some chai. Get some pakodas. Do you think the dead body can hear anything, taste anything, smell anything? That because of which that hearing can happen, taste can happen, smell can happen is because of that presence of that spark of life. So who should we be actually thankful to? Can you all see? Yes. Can you all hear? I should have started with that. Can you all hear? Can you all see? Can you all taste? Can you all feel? Kuch kuch hota hai. Tujko dekha to aisa laga jaise kuch kuch hota hai. Feel. Do you understand what I'm speaking? Thank you. Isn't all this possible because of that spark of life? Without whose presence, nothing of this could have ever happened. The moment we recognize that it is because of the presence of that divine, that spark of life, who am I to claim in between? Who Do I have the audacity to claim? That it is me, moi. 
I am doing it. Can you do it without that presence of that divine? So shouldn't we be thankful to that divinity as the foremost than anything else outside? That day when we, when this concept clicks in, you consistent through. I have evolved as a seeker. That day I have made a U-turn, and that day of thankfulness is worthy of celebrating. Somebody said, today is my birthday. You know, I'm celebrating it. I said, do something such divine in your life that others feel compelled to celebrate your presence. What have you achieved to really be worthy of celebrating? Am I getting across? As it has become a norm. But today is my birthday. What did Anything special that you have achieved? Anything that you have contributed? Anything that's so noble that your presence is appreciated by, if not hundreds, at least a handful? Just surviving would not be sufficient. We have to learn how to live. We are conditioned only to live making a living and not <coughs> learn how to actually be thankful to that life which has actually granted us the permission to experience the world outside. That day when I recognize it, truly recognize it, humility flows outwardly to every single individual, to every single environment. In fact, Gurudev used to say to us when we were brahmacharis, used to, his constant message was, be thankful that there are few handful that come down to listen to you. It's not because you are an erudite scholar that they have come to listen. They are giving you an opportunity to talk to yourself. So first, talk to you. That's a bonus. That sense of humility spread across in every walk of life. In recognizing that, I am a possibility in this moment only because of that spark of divine. Devoid of, devoid of which I am mere nothing. Worthy enough to be discarded. So where should our focus be? See, when you are done with the banana, you eat the fruit. What do you do with the skin? It gets discarded. 
Should our focus be on that which is being discarded or on the fruit itself? If you understand that simple logic, how can I miss this clear message that I am a possibility in this particular moment only because of that touch of divine that I can function, I can evaluate, I can understand, I can feel without which I am mere nothing worthy enough to be discarded. That thankfulness which is born through this humility is true thankfulness. And to that divine who is a constant presence, who is constantly providing opportunities for us to evolve to this sense of humility, that we should be continuously thankful to. Therefore, we say Namaste, that that divine in you is what I worshipfully offer my salutations unto. Where this ahankara is not required, that which is discarded, discard worthy is not important. Therefore, in that, in that statement, Namaste, Te is important, Namaskara, the act of salutations is important, Aham is not important, therefore it is not even mentioned. So let us be thankful to that Divine who provides that opportunity in and through every single to be in touch with that spark of life. To the next chapter, that is the key message. How do I tune my, myself constantly to that Divine? That we will see next week. Happy Thanksgiving again. Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Shri Guru Bhyonam Aha Harihi Om In that